Welcome to the Alger Podcast. Following the podcast, there will be a brief disclosure. Hello, I'm Alex Bernstein, and you're listening to the Alger Podcast, investing in growth and change. Some of the biggest headlines of 2023 have revolved around generative AI and its potential widespread impact on just about everything. But back in May of 2021, my guest today, Alger Weatherby Select 15 Portfolio Manager Ed Min, spoke at length about AI in his podcast, The Race to Embrace Artificial Intelligence. Here to give an update on his current thinking on AI is Ed Min. Ed, thanks so much for joining me this afternoon. Thank you, Alex. Ed, before we get into AI, I wanted to talk about portfolio construction for a minute, because at Weatherby, you're really involved in two quite different portfolios. Your co-portfolio manager, along with the Weatherby team, of the Weatherby Specialized Growth Strategy, which invests primarily in small and mid-cap companies. But you're also the sole portfolio manager of Select 15, which is something of a different animal. Can you talk about what it's like to work on those two portfolios? Specialized growth, we seek to invest in quality growth companies that will be long-term winners and the large caps of tomorrow. And that is a 50-stock strategy. And in Select 15, that is essentially a best ideas version of specialized growth, where I take what I view as the most compelling 15 ideas from that 50-stock universe. And I use five key factors to boil it down from 50 to the 15 holdings. Number one, growth, the more the better. Number two, estimates. Number three, valuation, companies that can at least ideally hold their valuation multiple number four, catalysts, and number five, diversification. And essentially, Select 15 was born out of our highest conviction ideas. Great. So Ed, as I was getting ready for this podcast, I was taking a look at the piece we did way back in May 2021, The Race to Embrace Artificial Intelligence, which people can still find on Alger.com. Tell me, what drove you to be so focused on AI even back then? Well, simply put, I view AI as one of, if not the most important mega trend that will span my career. And so it's critical for me to think about this in depth in terms of how to pick the long-term winners and position the portfolio for success. And you believe that generative AI is actually comparative to earlier transformative technologies like electricity and the internet. I think it is up there. I think that economists cannot detect the improvement in productivity within the first five plus years of major innovations like the internet or the steam engine. It takes time for the ecosystem and regulations to develop to really leverage these major innovations. But I do believe that artificial intelligence is going to get there and have as big a transformative impact as the bulls expect and hope. How do you think the adoption of generative AI takes place? I think about it in three phases. There's the low-hanging fruit phase, which we're in now with generative AI as we see large, sophisticated tech companies add features or add-on SKUs to their existing products that are powered by generative AI. Companies like Adobe, Microsoft, Salesforce, some of which already have products, generative AI-powered features out there. And I think we'll see so many more over the next six to 18 months. 
And I think it is fairly simple for enterprises and consumers, in the case of Microsoft Bing, to incorporate these into their, their lives or businesses. And so this is sort of the, the low-hanging fruit phase. And I think this initial phase of capturing the low-hanging fruit will see some disappointment. And I think that expectations are overheated in certain areas. And I think of the next phase of generative AI as being when enterprises more fully incorporate generative AI across their processes and begin to customize the models versus the off-the-shelf model that they can readily access now. And for a variety of reasons, that is very difficult, complex, time-consuming, and there are a host of security and privacy considerations that we're increasingly learning will make this a very multi-year effort. And then in the last phase of generative AI, I think the hope and expectation is that everyone will have a co-pilot or virtual assistant of sorts that will help them take care of simple tasks, both at work and in their personal lives. Former Google CEO Eric Schmidt has posited that we'll have co-pilots maybe five years from now, and he said that in February of this year. My own view, which I humbly submit, would be more like 10 plus years from now, but I think we'll get there and it's, it's very exciting. But it sounds like you're trying to keep a fairly healthy skepticism about it. Yes, indeed. You know, nine plus articles out of 10 I read are super bullish on the promise of generative AI. And I don't think I'm hearing enough about the many hurdles that it must go through beyond this kind of low hanging fruit stage where Microsoft Office 365 adds some generative AI features to it. Sure, that'll be easy, but to really embed it in the processes of companies and customize the large language models, that, that's a whole different ballgame. And I am skeptical of the pace because I talk to a lot of companies in the real world, and I think if it's a normal public company, they don't really know what to do with generative AI. They may tell you that they'll use it to increase some efficiencies in the back office because they know that investors expect them to have something to say on generative AI. But really, I think there's at best doing some experiments. This will come over time, but I think of it as more like a three to five years out. And then the regulatory environment is not yet well-defined, potentially very onerous. You know, there's some obvious copyright issues that have to be hammered out. Do you think there are some current opportunities for faster adoption that are legitimate? Sure. I think certain industries just lend themselves to faster adoption of generative AI. One that comes to mind is education, specifically language instruction. I mean, the whole concept of generative AI is that it can output natural language text, but it's excellent at translating languages. And the holy grail of foreign language instruction has been to have a virtual tutor that is at parity with a human tutor. Right now, we don't have that, but I think it's just a matter of time. And not surprisingly, one of the launch partners of ChatGPT4 was a prominent foreign language learning company, Duolingo. And I wanted to ask you about your portfolios. Can you talk about specific holdings that you're already seeing effectively beginning to leverage this theme? Yes. In terms of how we're Position in the portfolio, first of all, we're not getting ahead of our skis. You will not see us invest in a 
unproven generative AI pure play that just doesn't fit our investment process. I think where you will see us play is in the picks and shovels approach to get exposure to generative AI. There's a massive amount of high-performance infrastructure, networking equipment, compute, power management devices, all sorts of equipment that is necessary for the success and adoption of generative AI. And I think we will also gain exposure to generative AI through optionality of companies that are compelling on their own right, be they existing holdings, which we may add to as they show that they're gaining some traction in that area, or new prospective holdings that have that optionality associated with them. We think that long-term winners in generative AI space are likely those which have a data advantage, meaning they have access to a large amount of unique data, which will enable them to have a customized large language model, not an off-the-shelf generative AI functionality that everybody else can fairly easily and inexpensively have. I think a lot of the differentiation will come from the data because the models themselves will be largely similar in terms of performance in the end. And so one such company that comes to mind is Definitive Healthcare. It's a cloud-based software company that sells healthcare intelligence solutions. So this company over more than 10 years has amassed a huge and unique database of all things healthcare. Some of the data is proprietary, collected by the company itself through surveys or phone calls. Some of it is public data. And their special sauce, if you will, is how they've consolidated it, cleaned it up, and created interesting linkages across all this data such that users, their enterprise clients, can glean insights from the data. And so this is a company that's not presently leveraging generative AI in a meaningful way, but three plus years down the road, this unique store of data could be powerful because their customers will be able to interact with Definitive Healthcare's platform via a more natural language interface, thanks to generative AI. A common use case is a pharmaceutical client has a new drug and they want to figure out how to maximize and accelerate the sales ramp and peak sales of this drug, obviously. And so they might come to Definitive Healthcare to figure out how many salespeople they should hire, how to divide up the sales territories, what the sales quotas should be, and even what doctors are most likely to prescribe this particular drug. That's a fairly common use case where this company's unique database can be extremely valuable to customers. Ed, final question. What message do you think investors should take away from this conversation? My overall view is that generative AI is super exciting and will be transformational in terms of productivity for workers and people in general. However, I think it's more important than ever to apply a lot of human intelligence to the research process to separate the hype from the reality and identify the long-term winners and losers. Ed, thank you so much for doing the podcast this afternoon. My pleasure, Alex. And thank you for listening. For more information on Weatherby Specialized Growth and the Alger Weatherby Select 15 strategies, and for more of our latest insights on artificial intelligence and investing, please visit alger.com. 
The views expressed to the views of Financial Management LLC, FM, and its affiliates as of August 2023. These views are subject to change at any time and may not represent the views of all portfolio management teams. These views should not be interpreted as a guarantee of the future performance of the markets, any security, or any funds managed by FAM. These views are not meant to provide investment advice and should not be considered a recommendation to purchase or sell securities. Holdings and sector allocations may be subject to change. Important information for U.S. investors. This material must be accompanied by the most recent fund fact sheets if used in connection with the sale of mutual fund and ETF shares. Fred Alger and Company LLC serves as distributor of the Alger Mutual Funds. Important information for UK and EU investors. This material is directed at investment professionals and qualified investors as defined by MIFID FCA regulations. It is for information purposes only and has been prepared and is made available for the benefit of investors. This material does not constitute an offer or solicitation to any person in any jurisdiction in which it is not authorized or permitted or to anyone who would be an unlawful recipient and is only intended for use by original recipients and addressees. The original recipient is solely responsible for any actions and further distributing this material and should be satisfied in doing so that there is no breach of local legislation or regulation. Certain products may be subject to restrictions with regards to certain persons or in certain countries under national regulations applicable to such persons or countries. Alger Management Limited, Company House Number 8634056, domiciled at 78 Brook Street, London, W1K5EF, UK, is authorized and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority for the distribution of regulated financial products and services. FAM and or Weatherby Capital LLC US Registered Investment Advisors serve as sub-portfolio manager to financial products distributed by Alger Management Limited. Alger Group Holdings LLC, parent company of FAM, and Alger Management Limited, FAM, and Fred Alger and Company LLC are not authorized persons for the purposes of the Financial Services and Markets Act 2000 of the United Kingdom, FSMA, and this material has not been approved by an authorized person for the purposes of Section 212B of the FSMA. Important information for investors in Israel. This material is provided in Israel only to investors of the type listed in the first schedule of the Security Law, 1968, the Securities Law, and the Regulation of Investment Advice, Investment Marketing, and Investment Portfolio Management Law, 1995. The fund units will not be sold to investors who are not of the type listed in the first schedule of the Securities Law. Risk disclosures. Investing in the stock market involves risks, including the potential loss of principal. Both stocks may be more volatile than other stocks as their prices tend to be higher in relation to their company's earnings and may be more sensitive to market political and economic developments. Local, regional, or global events such as environmental and natural disasters, war, terrorism, pandemics, outbreaks of infectious diseases, and similar public health threats, recessions, or other events could have a significant impact on investments. A significant portion of assets may be invested in securities of companies, related sectors, or industries, and may be similarly affected by economic, political, or market events and conditions that may be more vulnerable to unfavorable sector or industry developments. Investing in companies of small and medium capitalizations involves the risk that such issuers may have limited product lines or financial resources, lack management depth, or have limited liquidity. Assets may be focused on a small number of holdings, making them susceptible for risks associated with a single economic, political, or regulatory event than a more diversified portfolio. Foreign securities involve special risks, including currency fluctuations and efficient trading, political and economic instability, and increased volatility. At times, cash may be a larger position in the portfolio and may underperform relative to equity securities. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. Investing in innovation is not without risk, and there is no guarantee that events in research and development will result in a company gaining market share or achieving enhanced revenue. Companies exploring new technologies may face regulatory, political, or legal challenges that may adversely impact their competitive positioning and financial prospects. Also, developing technologies to displace older technologies or create new markets may not in fact do so, and there may be sector-specific risks as well. As is the case with any 
investing industry, there will be winners and losers that emerge and investors therefore need to conduct a significant amount of due diligence on individual companies to assess their risks and opportunities. The following positions represent firm-wide assets under management as of May 31st, 2023. Definitive Healthcare Inc., 0.13%. Adobe Inc., 0.44%. Alphabet Inc., 2.24%. Microsoft Corp., 8.22%. Salesforce.com Inc., 0%. OpenAI, 0%. Duolingo Inc., 0%. The following positions represent assets under management for the Weatherby Specialized Growth Strategy as of May 31st, 2023. Definitive Healthcare Inc., 1.38%. The following positions represent assets under management for the Alger Weatherby Select 15 Strategy as of May 31st, 2023. Definitive Healthcare Inc., 0%. Fred Alger Management, 100 Pearl Street, New York, New York, 10004. 800-223-3810, alger.com.